We poured out liquor for you This year, nigga, life goes on You finna clock mail Get money Evade bitches Evade tricks Get flagged, there's plenty space Basically, just represent for you, baby Next time you see your niggas We gonna be on top, nigga You gonna be like, God Damn, the nigga came up. That's right, baby. Life goes on. Okay, we up out this bitch. Hey, Kato, mental, y'all niggas make sure it's popping when we get out there, man. Don't front. They used to before And I can't sweep you off of your feet Will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? Will your eyes still smile from your cheek? Darling, I will be loving you
Welcome to Let's Talk on Block Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing? Hope everybody had a wonderful week. Oh, man. And your days to come are better as well. Okay, so we got a good show for you today, man. We're going to talk about a couple of things. What they exactly are, I have no idea, but we're going to talk about something today. (laughs) Because I got two things popping up in front of me. So, it was a show I had planned on doing uh, about death. And the other one is, where are we? You know, uh, celebrating Martin Luther King's junior birthday. And, yeah, you know, due to certain circumstances, I wasn't able to be on the show either one of those days. So who knows? We may get them in today together. And we may just do that. But anyway, thank you all for hanging out with me today. And I just want to let you know how you can be a part of the show. It's quite simple. Call me. That's right. Pick up your phone, put in your earbuds, and hang out with me at 347-838-8622. And if you want to leave a comment or something, make a comment on something we're talking about, just press the number one, and um, I'll see you, and we can have some conversation. We can have a conversation. Uh, The other way is the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Uh, yeah, we can have a conversation in the chat room as well. That is open. Uh, you can shoot me an email at ericletz, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. Okay. Yep. And if you have any other ways of communicating, I'm more than happy to uh, let you go ahead and come on in and talk to me, man. I'll read it on, on your show for you. Either way. We're going to have us a great show today. <laughs> you know, give me your comments. Let me know what, what you're thinking out there. Or is this, a, you know what, I, I'm going to do it like this. Or, here's the big or, if there's something you would like to talk about that's been digging at you a little bit, no problem. Just give me, just call in and, and we'll talk about that as well. Now, sports, okay, I'm going to tell you that now. Uh, there's plenty of shows on there talk about sports. Games were outstanding this weekend. They were, they were more than outstanding. They were just incredible. Um, I hope your team won. My team isn't in it, but hey, I watch. So, okay, so we covered that part. <laughs> yeah, we we covered that part right there. So, yes, last week. And we know last week, last Monday, everybody across the nation didn't decide. And they celebrated the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. And across the country, we had marches and speeches and gatherings, and, and everybody was happy and kubayans and so forth and so on. And Woo, woo, woo. Everybody was feeling good. And I have no problem with that. I, I really don't celebrate. It's good to uh, acknowledge certain individuals and certain um, 
things they have accomplished, whether they are here or not on this earth. But here's where I think I fall off because up until that point, it's just normal day stuff, right? Those a lot of those marching, you know, talking equality, blah blah blah. They do nothing else but do that on on the one day. We know marching has been one of the major things. We we know this. Um, yeah, we 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 know this, right? Um, as Dr. King and others, John Lewis decided, you know, to march across the bridge in Alabama. Yeah. And the treatment they received. And, you know, it, it was all for, let's do this. Let's get some things changed. And that was great. But here we are in 2022. 2022, and we're still marching. And we're still fighting for things like voting, you know. Uh, one of the biggest things lately is uh, getting real history in our school system. Yeah, it has been called CRT, critical race theory, or however you want to put it. But basically it comes down to real history, and that offends the, the Federation like crazy. Yeah, I called it the Federation. I did, and that's what I'm going to keep calling them. But it, it really does. It defends the Federation. Now, what they would say is, well, teaching our children to be uh, 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 feel guilty you know, that everybody is racist. No, that is not what is taught, being, is talked about. What is, needs to be done is to actually teach the children today of exactly what transpired from the beginning of this country up until now. You know, it hasn't been all keys and I mean, it's some very, very stuff, wrong stuff that went on. (laughs) But fast forward 2022 and here we are And then we have those that have been elected in the Senate that decided the voting um, acts. Now, you would think, you're like, okay, we're in 2022. Why for the right to vote? Now, why are we still even having this conversation? Because those that do not learn from the history are doomed to repeat it. And after the last election, oh my goodness, the 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 calamity that it was. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, the Republicans voted against it with two Democrats. Uh, uh, voted against two of the acts. The, the Voting Rights Advancement. Well, here here's the name of them. Okay. Um, the John Lewis Voting Rights Amendment Advancement Act. And the Freedom to Vote Act, all right, for those that just didn't know. The first bill, John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, okay, 
requirement that with a recent history of racist voter suppression get pre-approval for any election law changes from the U.S. Department of Justice. Okay. The second bill would have set a national standard for voting rights protections, basically what these two bills are about. Of course, we, we've been doing this long enough to know there probably was these, these um, bills and acts. Um, we may actually try and find them, but, you know, they be so deep in, into these, these um, bills, sometimes you don't, can't even find them. Heck, the, the representatives don't, probably don't read them all. Well, we know they don't read them all. Some have actually admitted, I haven't read it, don't plan on reading it. But they'll vote against it. But here's the thing. Voting rights. Vote. And we're still fighting over voting. You you have states that have, that immediately after this last election, man, took up some legislations and and just passed all kinds of laws in Texas who that has some um, um, elections coming up here pretty soon. They are already beginning to drop people from voting rolls. Main voting applications, they're disqualifying them. Why? 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 Is being in power that important? I guess it is, huh? I guess it is. But that's what uh, that, that's where we are right now, and uh, and. You know, if you sit back and you really think about it, you you look at some things and you look at all which is being think about it. You're like, wait a minute, these actions aren't new. These uh, walls that are being placed for voting, uh, uh, you know, the the, the disenrollment of of those of certain people. For voting, it's not new. It's not new. It's not new. And, and when when you you get to thinking about it, you, yeah, it's easy to say, ah, oh, the Republicans they just and then, then the Democrats, you know, they're screaming and yelling, blaming the Republicans and the states. But hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something's just not right. Do the same thing every four years, every two to four years. Then isn't it necessary to change your approach to keep this from happening? Yes, during the COVID pandemic, the first wave, yeah, a whole lot of things changed and they were allowed that usually aren't allowed. Okay. And, yes, there are some that tried to get a little slick and say, hey, let's make this permanent. All the time knowing it wasn't going to go anywhere, it wasn't going to pass. But you want to get up and, and, and argue and yell and scream about it. Interesting. Now, 
Let's go back to last Monday. All these marches and celebrations of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, and everybody's yelling. They need oppression. They need to back, um, pass the voter laws, the Voters Act, and what have you. They need to do it. It's important. That's good. That's lip service. That's lip service. They're yelling, uh, Mount Luther King, he's been to the mountaintop. He's seen the promised land. Well, hell, ain't nobody showed me the promised land yet. I haven't seen it. Just going to put it out there. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. But if you was to ask that promised land, where is the promised land? Nobody can tell you because they have no idea themselves. The reason why they have no idea? Because they're being reactive. See, that is where a lot of them fall off the bus. It is. It's where they fall off the bus. They're being reactive instead of proactive. And and I've given this a whole lot of thought. Believe you me, I've given it some thought. Hang in here with me now. So let's say. We know already that, what, 17, 17 or 19 states have passed laws restricting voting registration for certain parts. We have others, other states and, and cities that's doing redistricting or, as they call, gerrymandering, changing, you know, who has the majority of the votes and seats in, in, in the legislatures. We, we know that's going on, right? We do. We do. Or do we? Because in many cases, nobody has any idea what they're talking about anyway. Because it's not publicly, publicly addressed. It's not. So, let's let's talk now. So anyway, you got all these people out here marching. They're, they're singing and marching and, you know, having a good time. Martin Luther King Jr., blah, 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 blah. But that's all they're doing. That's all they're doing. I think I, I, I've actually... Wouldn't it be easier? Let's talk about this. Wouldn't it be easier? All those individuals that they're marching, you know, they're the ministers and the the, the, the city representatives and all that, if they took not only that moment, but other uh, uh, moments throughout the year to address some of the problems by the Congress. Yes, we know a lot of states, you know, a lot of people don't have ID. A lot of, a lot of individuals don't even know when the elections are. They don't even know how to go and vote. Now, just just a wild thought I had, but how about taking that time and doing things as in helping those that get that need ID to vote, get proper ID way before election time? How about having uh, some 
type of live Zoom or meeting or whatever explaining the, the requirements, what is needed, how do you go about doing it. We do everything else on social media. Why can't we educate the people? You see, that, that's being proactive. So once these other actions are taken to, quote, unquote, prohibit certain individuals from voting, it's not a big, as big a deal as they want to make it because we've already, it's already been addressed. But the problem is no one wants to do anything until it's time. That's what I'm saying now. It's time to elect somebody they won't elect it. Well, honestly, it's too late then. It is. Hey, I, I don't even know why there's such a, a, a big yelling about this when the Supreme Court gutted the Voters' Rights Act in 2013. 22 now, almost 10 years, nine years. So we're doing the same thing over and over again, and the results are the same. Nothing. Nothing is changing. Nothing is changing. Well, how? I just told you how. Make it a, a, a daily, yearly thing during election years continually to educate and make sure those that need uh, um, to meet the vote are getting uh, getting the opportunity to do that, not just the day of or a week or month before. It's too late then. You don't think that the, the against it don't see it don't see that coming we have to be smart about this thing we we really do we have to be smart about it we continue just to do the same thing over and fight over and over and over and over and, over. and it's just the same the same to be proactive we really do we have to be proactive about this thing you know we we have to be smarter we have to learn from from what we're doing or from what we're not doing have to learn and move on that lesson that's the problem of a lesson isn't it to learn from it So when you start talking about these voting rights and these voting acts and, and, you know, these individuals in Congress that are standing up talking yee, yee, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's easy to blame them. It is. It's easy to blame them. But honestly, it's not their fault. It's our fault. Because we're not doing things that are necessary beforehand to make their to make their moves not effective, effectiveness. 
I guess that's the word. But that's my thinking. That's that's the what I'm thinking about when when we start talking about these voting rights and things like that. You know, if you have some different, welcome to call me. Let me know what you what you think and how you're thinking. But I, I feel that it's time to be proactive. I'm not saying go in and, and burn nothing down. And what I'm saying is be smart about it. You as an individual, you know you want to vote. You know your credentials, you know, or, or what have you. Well, then go out there and fix that. Stop playing the victim. The problem a lot of times we rather just play the victim. It's easier that way. It's easier that way. Let's be the victim. They won't let me vote because they won't let me get an ID. They won't let me vote because of this or that. Well, have you taken it upon yourself to get out there and fix whatever your deficiency is? It's too easy. Stay on Instagram. Uh, what's the other little TikTok and all that other nonsense? And play the victim. Easy to, to relate quotes from what people have said, but do you understand what them quotes mean? Do you do you really know what that that is all about? No, because you're running with the crowd. You're running with the crowd. Running. You know, you you run with the crowd. Uh, um, <laughs> you're running with the crowd, and you and the crowd in the same place. Doing the same thing, nothing. Nothing. That's all I'm saying. Let's be better than this. Let's let's think. Use these great have. Be proactive. Be proactive. It's the same thing I was saying about uh, um, people start talking about the shootings and the crime. Well, if you know Pookie out there slinging and, and doing game banging, and you letting him Pookie come stay in your house at night with you know after he's done all this, you part of the problem as well. Yeah, you are. And restrictions and what have you. If you're not doing something individually, if you know you're deficient to fix the problem, then you are a part of the problem. And you know, you know. If you are one of those that are aware of what the requirements are, and you have family members, you want to say that 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 aren't ready to vote, that want to vote, help them get to where they need to be. Research. There's resources out there for you. But you have to ask. You do. You have to ask. Or find out for yourself. Because if you haven't realized, the volunteering information is very slim. They only tell you what they want you to know what you need to know that 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 falls on you that falls on you yeah 
I, I was researching and looking. I said, why, why, why is there so much pushback against these two voting acts? Right? Why? Specifically, why? Honestly, no one can get the. I cannot find a uh, a reason, a single reason why. Besides, it's along party lines. It's along party lines. We're not going to let them change the voting act. We're not going to pass it. We're not going to change the filibuster rules and have a, a where I have to come in and give my speech. I can call it in. Okay, fine. Fine, don't. What you do then? Okay. Get out in your neighborhood. Find out what is needed to help those that cannot vote, vote, and help them get to that point. It's all about being proactive. You know, we have been conditioned and programmed to be the the, the, the the victims so much that we just fall into victim role. Again, they won't let us vote. No, the only one that's keeping you from voting at this point in time in 2022 is you. Because you find it easier to be the victim. You'd rather be reactive than proactive. Find out when your elections are. Be a participant. Go and find out what it's all about. It would be a lot easier if they just took the party affiliations off the 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 the, 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 the signs and things they put around. You know that that's a programming um, thing in itself. See somebody named next to it with a D. Oh yeah, I'm voting for them. See somebody with a, a, a R. I'm voting for them. Then you go to vote. And what happens? It depends on what primary you vote in. You can only vote in one se- two sections, and we've settled for that because we've been told that is what needs to happen. That that is the way it is. But why should it be? John Smith is running for office. Joe jo- Johnson is running ro- running for office. Now. If they didn't have uh, 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 the party affiliation uh, next to their names, then you would want to know what is <laughs> what is Joe about, huh? What is John Smith about? What does he believe in? What about Joe? What does Joe believe in? You you don't have any party party affiliation, so you don't know. So you take it more uh, a more direct. I figure find out which one stand believes uh, beliefs are similar to yours, and you make a decision to vote. Right? That is too easy. But once again, history has has said that we must have a party affiliation next to the name, so you know who you should vote for. Why subliminally? you vote for isn't that crazy but it's just that simple and we fall for it we fall for it
But then again, I, I, that's just my my theory, my opinion on what is really going on. <laughs> the mentality of believing the people in D.C. are smart and know best when they are no smarter than the rock we are sitting next to. <laughs> Isn't that? <laughs> that is so true. That That is so true. That That is true. <laughs> Thank you, D. I appreciate that. That came out of my chat room, y'all. That makes sense. And the sad part is we put them there. We continue, continue, continue to put people there. The same people over, 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 over. And then we want things to change. The only thing time... The only way it's going to change if we as a people get out there ourselves and change it by helping each other. Yeah, helping each other. Make sure everybody's straight, as we like to say. You straight, man? You got your your, your credentials to vote? No, dog, you know, I haven't. No, 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 no. We ain't even having that. Come on. Let's, let's go and get this. What, what what you need? But see, we get caught up in our statuses and, you know, well, they really don't want to vote anyway. So. But we complain. We complain and complain over and over again. The Senate won't pass no voting rights. The Senate won't do this. Blah, 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 blah. Well, then. Take your punishment like a man and a, a woman. Just, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's just that simple. It is. It, it, it's just that simple. With this thing, we really do. Yeah, and yes, I, I, I really did. I, man, I watched all these, these, these. Uh, um, lives of people marching through the city streets, and you know you had the the Masons and the Shriners and the fraternities and the sororities, and you have all these people marching, but no one had a, a a booth or anything set up that day to see if anybody needed help registering to vote. Well, dang, this is Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Have all these people that's going to come out just to march, and bam, wouldn't that be a great opportunity? No, it was a great opportunity to be seen. That's all it was. That's all it was, an opportunity to be seen. To say you come up here, march to City Hall, and they give this great speech and blah, 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 and once they're through talking, everybody go home. And you're back in the same situation you started out. And most of the people can't even tell you what the speech was about. (laughs) It's just simple, but for some reason, we fail to comprehend how simple it is to to be proactive and, and, and get ahead of what 
these individuals are trying to do as far as voting. It's too easy. And until we, as a people, decide to do better, you need to stop complaining. Stop complaining because you ain't doing nothing but being the, playing the, 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 the victim. <laughs> That's what it is. Now, let me clarify something. I don't have anything against Masons. I don't have anything against fraternities, sororities. You know, I, I don't have anything against those organizations, okay? Let me go on and put that out there. But what I am saying is, you have all these organizations out here marching and, and you know, with their signs and things, but nobody is thinking about being proactive when it comes to voting. And in the black community, you know, those are some of the biggest organizations there are. There is. But yet they're missing the opportunity. The opportunity is right there. And we are missing it. As, as, as my my showing. Nobody sat down and thought about, it. hey, how about we get a booth or something and, and, and explain to the people about voting? You know, this March would be a perfect time to do that. No, man, it's too by this booth. Man, let's just go on and get our banner, and we're going to show them. We make, sure, make sure you got your jackets on. Make sure you got the colors on, and we're going to be doing it. <laughs> Yeah, too easy. But we are so conditioned and, and to, to, to play the victim that we we just don't think forward. We don't. She says a lot of people don't know they can. DMV, just fill in name, address, phone number, and party you want. That's it. See. Yeah, and that is true in Texas. I know it's true in Texas, but that's where we be. That's where we are. That's where we are. You know, (laughs) I had to go back and listen to a show just picked a show and listened and one of my previous shows from some years ago, 2012, I think. And you know what the scariest part of that whole thing was? I was saying the same thing then that I'm saying now. So that goes to show it's nothing but a cycle. It's a cycle that the politicians play with the citizens. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But that's boom, 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 boom. Being reactive. It's not like we haven't before. We haven't seen, it's not like we haven't seen these uh, restrictions before. 
it's not new. And our reaction is the same. We're the victims. And we just not we just not going to be able to do anything. No, that's not true. That's true. Yeah, is it going to take some work? Yes. Is it going to be? No. Can it be accomplished? Yes. Steps, just little steps. Start with someone in your home. Tell Pookie put the put put the the the, the, the narcotic down long enough to go and, and get registered. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it like that, but it, those were facts, man. You have to call it what you have to call it. Those are facts. And I'm just tired. I'm I'm tired of playing the victim. I I really am. So my, my, is to educate more people. Educate more people. That you, you don't have to sit and wait. D in the chat room says, Drop it in the box that they mail you info for next election. You can choose to vote person or absentee if you're handicapped, etc. Simple. Too easy. Look, I get um magazines, magazines, AARP magazines. And believe it or not, they had some information in there. <laughs> in fact, Sunday, I think I got a Saturday, I got a magazine. They had some information in there then about voting, when the elections are, what you need, you know, what, what, you know, what you can and can't do. Now, let's, let's look at this thing. So there's arguments about the drive-through, 24-hour drive-through voting, which I thought was a great idea. You know, so it gives those that can't come to regular time the chance. Okay. Yeah, that's good, but, you know, that can be used wrongly like everything else. We know. Always someone who's thinking, finding a way to get around it, right? Yeah. Absentee. You know, when absentee ballots need to be returned or, or the, the date stamp on them. No, just simple things like that. But what we'll do, we'll sit and wait till the last minute, then we try and let the, the media tell us what needs to be done or how we need to do it and what's the problem with it. But if you think logically, logically, some of those things are good ideas. Some of them are bad ideas. I mean, be honest. And some of the, the people out there that complain the most are the ones that, <laughs> that aren't even eligible to vote. You know, that's the other thing. They're ignorant on the, because of themselves. Yeah, I'm going to say it. they're ignorant because of themselves. So in order to make themselves feel better, they feel the excuse, the victim. 
Yeah. So all I'm asking is, um, come on, let's, let's let's do better, people. Let's be more proactive here when it comes to this voting thing. And, and let individuals tell you, oh, my gosh, this is jacked up. And, the, you know, the Republicans, they won't do this. And then, you know, some say the Democrats, they just ain't got enough guts. And, hey, we've been here before. We've been through this before. We just need to seize our opportunities and make things happen. Yeah. Make club you want when you want to go to club you go to club don't you no matter what <laughs> oh. D say uh, when was the last time people worried about not having water when they wait in line to vote now they're saying they can't vote because they can't have water yeah yeah that's that's that that's <laughs> that's that oh my gosh yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that is just dumb. I, I, yeah, that's that's dumb right there. No, it's not that they can't have water. That they can't. What is it? You can't. Nobody can be standing out that gives them water, which makes no sense whatsoever. So okay, since I can't, nobody can give me any water. I bring my own. I bring my own water. You know, I have my bottle and yeah, have my own water. You know, polling places can't be open for so long. <laughs> you know, really. When are most polling places open, y'all? When everybody is at work, right? But let's be honest. Be open too long. You know, it's just a little dumb stuff like that. But we let it go because we're like, okay, and just just say okay. I, that's just me thinking, y'all. And I think about it. And last Monday, you know, I was gonna do do the show last Monday, but due to technical and other issues pop up, I couldn't do it. But I'm glad I didn't watch all these these marches. These marches, you know, all these lives, the bands playing, you know, the, and we know, you know, in, in the in the black community, when the bands come out, you know, depending on what band it is, they're going to do a little dancing and we're going to have us a good time. Then everybody go home. You, D, you're right. Many states have early. And usually that's when I vote during the early voting voting period, just so I don't have to stand in any long lines. See, there's ways around it, things we could do, but we choose not to. Welcome to the show, Hot Perk. I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting. But yeah, we 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 just don't work around it. We don't try and and, and yeah, we just don't work around it. We we just happy being the victim. I, I can't say it any other way. We just happy being the victim. 
We are. We're happy being the victim. I guess it's easier to complain than to do anything. You know, if you want things to change, you got to stop doing them the same way over and over again, people. That's all I'm saying. That is that. That's all I'm saying. Have to stop doing it the same way. Heck, we know Congress is gonna gonna continue to do things the same way because that's the way they they operate. They have to. They make their money. That doesn't mean you have to operate the same way. I don't know. <laughs> uh, y'all ever notice how it doesn't matter what president is in, in office, the fights are the same. They fight over the budget. They fight over the debt ceiling. Some kind of way they they got some voting to fight over. And it's the same thing. Then they'll shoot it up to whatever the Supreme Court do the same thing. If the Supreme Court want to deal with it, they kick it back down to the lower, lower, lower courts. It's the same cycle over and over and over again. But some kind of way we walk around with blinders on and we can't see it. We can't see it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Just ideas. Just ideas. Just ideas. D in the chat room said, "Heck, people can sign up to be a poll worker. They train and pay you. It's super easy." <laughs> uh huh. How much they gonna pay me, man? Nobody to vote for seven dollars an hour. Yeah, but you ain't got a job. <laughs> and that's employment, right, D? See, see what I'm saying? See, D, D on top of it. It's just too easy. You got, I mean, let me, let's be honest. You got this knucklehead down in Florida who's talking about getting his own security, private security, to go and check, um, make sure people vote. Right. What's the governor's name? DeSantis? Yeah. Call county voting office and they tell you what you need to know. I have done it a few times. See? Once again, too easy. Too easy. That's right, D. They don't pay much, but it is a way to get involved in the process. Yeah. These are, they've even done it a few times themselves. See? See how easy it is? And just doing that, you, you learn a whole lot, believe it or not. You will learn, learn a whole lot. You get to see a lot. So when the media starts slinging stuff out, this happened, that happened, you say, yeah, no. <laughs> oh my goodness you know what d i'm glad you put that out there because what i'm gonna do, i ain't be telling y'all to do certain things if i'm not gonna do it myself so what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do some research 
And I'm going to put this on my Facebook page about the voting and what you can and can't do. You know, I, I think that is a, a great idea. You know, that, that, see see how that see how easy that is. You just have to do it. That I mean, come on, you just have to do it. You know, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm I remember um I met this young lady who was running and I had, you know, that's when I first started doing my shows and stuff, and I actually had her come on and talk about it. And, and I learned so much just being a part of her. Yes. Yes, I, I learned a lot being a part of her campaign. And she actually got elected. She actually got elected. And, and once and elected, that doesn't mean you just stop, you stop right there. Because you still have to hold their feet to the fire. You do. Because I used to call up all the time, hey, what, what about them, these lights you promised over here? You know, we still ain't got no lights over here, and it's dark as heck it's during certain times of the year. You know, now, what which, what did she do? She fought for him. And we had some deep conversations about it, you know, and it just goes back to the old... And I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it, the old good old boys network, you know, who runs what in the city uh, and the money, and it comes down to the money. But, see, I didn't know the process behind it until I got involved and asked. Shaba, black experience. All right, welcome to the show. But it's, it's not that hard, people. You don't have to. What I'm saying is stop being the victim. That that's just keeps rolling through my brain. Stop being the victim. Get involved. Be proactive. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. No, some of y'all sitting out there, you have so much knowledge, so much experience that could be used like this, and you're just sitting on it, just keeping it to yourself. But you're one of the first ones to complain. Well, how about let's make it happen, doo-doo? No, go ahead. (sighs) The first time I was a poll worker was because I needed the money, even though it wasn't much. I learned a lot, and it was fun. So I did it again next election. Yep. (laughs) In the queue. All right. I hear you. Hey, you know, if you want to talk to me, put that number one up there. So hit that number one so I can see. Okay, I see you now. All right, I get to you in a minute. All right, so but yeah, hey y'all, that's that's what we need to do. And, and you, you know, the connections you meet are even even more interesting. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> oh my goodness! But anyway, I know y'all tired of talking to me and hearing me talk. These individuals in, so we can get the conversation going. All right, we're gonna bring. Let's see. This first call in right here. Triple One, welcome to the show. You got Mr. Talk. What you got for me? What are you 
talking about saying if you want to talk, raise your hand, and then I'll get to you in a minute? That's the well, way you yeah. your guests? Huh? Yep. If I'm still I talking, guess so. yep. <laughs> I suppose so. How you doing, Eric? Uh-huh. I'm doing wonderful, Joe. How are you? Not bad, not bad. <laughs> Good. What's the topic for the show today? I just called in to see if you were here. and Oh, man, look at here. Here you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about um, voting, elections, things of that nature, what you can do to be more proactive instead of reactive, you know, as far as restrictions that are being placed on a yearly, daily basis. Hmm. What kind of restrictions are you talking about? Like the new, the new law that um, supposedly is um, voter suppression. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why is that a, a voter suppression act when it doesn't restrict anybody from doing anything? Well, well, it does, Joe, but it's nothing that is new. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's part of the old Gerald, gerrymandering uh, uh, type of situation. Think you understand what I'm saying? You know you're how break, you vote absentee. Okay, I don't never break up till you come on. <laughs> is that right? Seriously? Is that is, oh, is it my? Phone? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. It, call, it's probably would, with my computer. Huh? I would call back if it if it's if it's uh, no. I don't think it's you. I, my computer decides to update at different times of the day. I don't care. It decides to do its own thing. So when I start breaking up, usually that's what it's doing is updating oh. behind the scenes, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. But when you're talking about this gerrymandering and the vote, a lot of people make it a big deal about. Well, they got to get photo ID card. Every, you know, they've had um, men on the street. You know, that type of situation where a cameraman and a um, reporter goes into uh, certain parts of the cities and they ask people, do you have an ID card? Yes. Or is it a photo ID card? Yes. Do you know how to get one? Yes. So photo IDs are not suppression acts. I don't know what else could be. There's no more poll tax. There's no more um, tests that anybody has to take in order to vote. So I don't understand what the big deal is about um, this, you know, the new bill. Well, Joe, you know, honestly, it's the same thing over and over as I've been saying. Uh-huh. And that's why I say it's not like we don't can't see it coming and we should be more proactive instead of reactive. Okay. And I think that's where the problem we, We're happy being the victim instead of being out there and say, oh, let's get ahead of what they're about to try and do. Uh, you know, well, I understand yeah. that. Um, you know that principle, because you've been like that. You know, for years. You know, let's not be victims. Let's go out there, do our thing. Let's do it um, um, to the best of our abilities. But still, this voter, this this new bill has got me kind of confused because I don't understand how any individual is going to be stopped from voting. Well, in the state of Texas, they have already started dropping people from the voter rolls because of application problems, oh. <laughs> put it that way. Yeah. Okay. You know, so it's just the, the, it's the subtle things that, that they're doing. It's not 
big as as, as um, what you call a poll. And poll tax. Yeah. Jim Crow and poll, yeah, right. poll tax and all that. But it's just little simple ways of laws that they're passing that makes it just a little bit more difficult or takes and puts uh, um, the advantage on their side when it comes to voting. And my argument is, okay, we've seen this before over and over again, so mm-hmm. let's go out there and get correctly properly so when these restrictions pop up it they really have no effect because everybody's already ready for it proactive yeah. not reactive you know the problem is everybody want to be reactive right to react to it when you saw it coming from in the beginning anyway you know this mm-hmm. everybody knew when barack obama was elected the first time they was going to start changing um voter laws okay now let's you know, talk about when, the one that the last one with Trump. Uh-huh. What? You said that they were going to drop people from the voter rolls. Now, does that mean they're going to drop people who are eligible to vote, but then when it comes time for them to vote, all of a sudden somebody's going to tell them, I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, you know, Mr. Jones, you're yeah. just not registered? Yeah. When, when they actually go to the polling, polling station to vote, they're going to say, no, you're not eligible to vote. Oh, okay. Hmm. Huh. All right, now let's see. That's what so I they're know doing about. it. They're not like they're notifying the people. They just, you know, uh-huh. you know, and they just, yeah, no, busy. Mm-mm. Simple so little things remedies... like a signature or wrong yeah. pen color, you know, stuff like that. Huh? Oh, 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 yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, no, okay. would the remedy be then to have everybody who like from what from what you're saying? If uh, if people know that it's going to come, then just register one more time ahead of uh, you know ahead of the vote ahead of the voting day, and maybe that'll take care of it. Is that something which would be done? Yeah, that's being proactive, isn't it? You know, yeah. Do you think it would have, work? Have it, because, do you think? Yeah, it, 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 it would work. Okay. okay. It would work because you can't say no. They they're, they can't do it now because they're everything is legit. You know? so how do you do that yeah. ahead of voting time? I mean, usually when the well, voting see, that, kind of, huh? that is the key. It, it, it's not like it's impossible to do. Uh-huh. Now, think about this, Joe, and I mentioned this earlier. You have a Martin Luther King Day celebration, and everybody's marching. All these different organizations are out marching. That is a perfect time, you know, during um, those States or cities that celebrate Juneteenth—that's a perfect time. Oh, the opportunities are there. You just have someone willing to get out there and do it. But how do you register? The you know, vote? you just don't—you just don't wait. But see, you just don't wait until an election year, though, because you still have local elections and stuff going on, regardless. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. if they, let's say that the date is November 3rd for any type of election, right? And they're uh-huh. going to have the polls open for one day. How do you register yourself um, prior to that? In other words, when the government doesn't well, allow hopefully. you to register except on certain days, right? I mean, you can't just go into a DMV and say, hey, I'd like to register to vote, or can you? Yes, you can. You can. Yes, you can. Okay. 
You fill out the fill out the, the as um B was saying in the chat room. Just walk in and, and fill out the form right there, and drop it off in the little box they have, and then they'll send you a card. In fact, that's what ha- that's how I got uh, registered to vote here in Texas when I had to switch my license over. Uh huh. Oh, okay. It can be done. Oh, but yeah, if I nobody mean, knows about easy. it, nobody's informed the people, then yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, well, let's I mean, if your it's box. just that easy, then huh? yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you. If it's just that easy, you go to the DMV. Um, I don't know if it's open on Saturdays, but let's say it is and you're working all the time. You go there on a Saturday, you fill out the card, um, you get a, a card in the mail, and that should be, you know, that should be proof. Yeah. Here's the other uh, kicker if you go to the DMV. Think about it. If you don't have ID, you can get your ID right there. Yeah, you see, you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. a legit government ID. So you yeah. just knocked out two things at one stop. So yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, see, that's how. That's not. I don't think that's how I pronounce the name. But anyway, let me bring him in. See what he got. Who? Uh, good evening, All right, Mr. Talk, talk, you see. have my brother. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. First of all, man, I've worked elections, man. Oh, man, at least off and on for about for the last 20 years. So they give mm-hmm. you a stipend, you know, to work at the poll place. And then, of course, you do have a lot of these laws that are coming up to suppress the vote. Now, here's something that's going to blow your mind that I just did some research in, which we did our uh, stream yard about two weeks ago, that Eric Adams, the new mayor of New York City, he is talking uh-huh. about trying to get some legislation passed in the state of New York to allow non-citizens the right to vote, okay? So with these voting laws, Voting Rights Act, man, it's a chess game. You know what I mean? Okay, so they don't dig the way how the election went the last time. So then they start targeting certain voting blocks, mainly, you know, the black community, to suppress their rights to vote. Uh, they, and, and because I've always voted in California, you know what I mean? And then if you mm-hmm. miss the last two elections, they pull you off the voter roll automatically. You see? Now. I didn't vote for Obama uh, either in 2008 or 2012. The last time I voted, man, was 2000 when they came up with that classic line between Al Gore and Bush Jr., who is the former governor of the great state of Texas, and says, well, you know what, people, we made a mistake. Uh, We thought it was Al Gore, but really it's George W. Bush. So now what you have happened right there is a lot of voter apathy going on with it. Now what we as a people need to do is start flexing some economical power, because let's be real, Mr. Talk, you know it and I know it, and the gentleman there, you know, knows it well. Politicians are for sale. They are corrupt. They are slimy. You see what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes, man, they yep. may be even below human feces. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and all they do okay. is got professional rhetoricians, speech makers, lobbyists. Let's just downright just say crooks. You know what I'm saying? It's because 
a lot of the issues that are really are affecting the people, they're not going to address. One is, man, you know, with this scamdemic, pandemic, COVIDemic or whatever, and how you have an economical shift and basic goods and services for people's basic survival. Now, I'm not complaining. I'm just being real, being an old so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing, man. I only live 55-plus years, but I don't know nothing. And then I remember Lyndon Johnson, uh, who had made some statements about tricking black people to constantly vote Democrat. Now, black people have been voting Democrat, man, for what? Since 1960 now, although traditionally, uh, from our research, we used to uh, vote Republican. And what are the Democrats doing, man? They're not speaking of no tangibles, you know, strictly for uh, um, foundational descendants of slavery. They're not talking about no reparations for us. They got us believing. And even when you look at Kamala Harris, well, you know, we're all a people of color. No, I'm not a person of color. I'm a black man in America. And I need some of these crooked politicians, uh, you know, what are they going to do specifically for us, for our vote? And that's a narrative we've been pushing on my podcast and on our stream yard as well, too, with Frontline Black News. What specifically, what specific tangibles are they going to have for black people in the United States of America, the descendants of slaves in this country, uh, and slave states such as Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland. I mean, really, Mr. Talk. I mean, really. <laughs> well, you know, oh, my goodness. You know, Joe, I'll tell you, that one of the things I often say is take all that, that political, that party affiliation off from behind them names, number one. And no um, that, no ours. <laughs> yeah, you know okay. that. that I, I think that. That, that I think that would, you know, um, number two, and the yeah. biggest thing is stop letting them t- stop letting these politicians tell you um, the the party lines or what they think you want to hear. You know, if they get right. elected, then you just have to hold their, their feet to the fire. If they're not producing, get rid of them. Right. You know, right. I think a lot of the problem is we, we get so accustomed to seeing somebody name, you know, that's been there forever. Okay, yeah, we're just, man, you know, he ain't doing no harm, but he ain't doing no better either. So, you know, I don't know this other guy. It, you know, it, it's right. just the little simple things that if we use our brain, we can overcome. But we'd rather sit and, and, and just be content to play the victim and just be happy with what we get. If we get anything good, if not, oh, well, you know, maybe well, next yeah, that's time. Precisely, yes, sir, Mr. Talkin. That's why I created the hashtag resurrection of the mental dead. Just that right there, what you're speaking of, sir, is mental death. Being complacent, not taking no type of action. You see what I mean? And then what we got to do is pull some economical resources because let's be real, politicians are for sale. I mean, let's look at a no-good mm. scumbag by the name of Gavin Newsom in California. Who is Nancy Pelosi's nephew, by the way? And what Mr. Newsom did, I believe, about a year ago, Mr. Talk, he had signed Senate Bill 145 into law that states that a pedophile could violate a child as long as the child is no more than 10 years younger than the pedophile. Now, the 
a state senator from San Francisco who introduced it into the California state legislature and all those that voted for it and Newsom himself for signing in and along, all of them need to be arrested for child endangerment. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, but as we oh, know, this, nobody's going to get now, arrested. Okay, now here's what I built that happened right. in your state, Mr. Talk, a few years ago, man, and I thought it was absolutely beautiful. There was a gentleman who had a son who was uh, in a martial arts class, and he, and the son, the child, was molested by the martial arts instructor. He left Texas, so they went and got him. They brought him through either the Dallas or the uh, Houston airport. Dad was there well, like he was on the telephone, and Dad took out his 38 and put a cap in his dome and killed him on the spot, which I thought was great news. And the judge, you know, and this was a good judge, she says, well, you know, sir, I have to strip you of all your gun rights. Uh, we can't blame you for what you did, but your sentence is suspended. You're a convicted felon. But you're not doing a day in jail. Now, that there is a parent protecting his child. You don't have to teach a dog to protect his pups. You don't have to teach a cat to protect his kittens. But when you get up with these rhetoricians, lobbyists, professional con men at taxpayers' expense, come on, man. Let's be real. And then particularly <laughs> the black politicians. I want to crumb bomb on mm. especially. Rather, if it's Barack mm-hmm. Obama, Uncle Tom Bradley of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's because these black politicians do not address no tangible issues strictly for the descendants of slavery that built the United States. And even Dr. King himself said before that he was murdered that he made a mistake of bringing our people into the burning house of integration. We should have been building more businesses. We should have been acquiring land. We should have been acquiring capital. They say to put our own selves to work. You see? Yep. yep. Yeah, I mean, he did say that. He, yes, he did. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. why I appreciated the former heavyweight champion in his reign in the 1960s who said that, hey, uh, I'm not going to teach my children how to be athletes. I want them to go get educated. I want them to go build businesses. You see what I mean? And even he had said that the, the white man or the paradigm of white America has taught us that God is in the sky, the devil is in the ground, but he owns everything in between. What's wrong with that picture there, Mr. Talk, besides everything? <laughs> Yeah, it's called a psychological game, and we we oh, we've yes, been sir, the victims indeed. for a while. Yeah. Oh yes, sir, absolutely. We've been victims for and a even, while. And even uh, Brother Malcolm, you know, who they try to erase from history, had said that over sixty years ago. You see, now this business about critical race theory. Uh, they said that they don't want to teach the brutalization of uh, slavery in the history of the schools. They should. The reason being is because I'm quite sure a lot of our young men will decide to pull their pants up when they realize of what that gesture had signified in the first place. Uh-huh. I'm listening. Go ahead. Oh, yes, sir. 
uh, is because, you know, it was quite common practice for the slave master to sodomize black men in the presence of his mother, of his sister, of his wife, of his daughter, because he was considered property. You see, he wasn't considered human. And me and your boy, Mr. Bianchi, we've had many debates on other podcasts <laughs> and on my podcast regarding this. You see? <laughs> and that's where and that's where the problem lies, Mr. Talk. We have to do for ourselves and become self sufficient. Integration didn't work, man. No, it didn't. Every four years they come no, to it us, didn't. man, with a bunch of BS. And then when you look at these other groups, such as the Asian community, the Armenian community, the Jewish community, and every other community, they have a sense of uh, oneness amongst themselves, and they build up for themselves. And where's the first place they start their businesses? You guessed it, right in the black community. What is he going to sell you? Alcohol, tobacco, blunt wraps, <laughs> substandard food. See? And, and, and at the same time, gonna... selling it to you from behind a, a, a bar or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mr. Talk. They do that rather if it's Oakland, Los Angeles, Dallas, mm-hmm. New York City. Atlanta, Georgia, and then I'm glad you did mention Dr. King a little bit because recently, Mr. Talk, I passed through your great state of Texas, and, man, that is a big state. It takes you two days to cross Texas. (laughs) I went through Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) No, I didn't. That was my first time going through there, Mr. Talk. That place is huge. Okay. Yeah. Going past Dr. King's boyhood home, the place looked like it should have been condemned. It's being held together by shoestrings and bubble gum. I see no commemorative plaque. I don't see no federal aid money to preserve it. I mean, the man was a historical icon. Now, I totally did not agree with Dr. King, but, however, I do respect his uh, contribution to our history. Now, in the city of Oakland, where Shabaka's Black Experience Enhance is based out of, they did put up a uh, a bust uh. Uh, to one of our greatest uh, political figures uh, mm-hmm. of the 1960s. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. mention his name because you're going to piece it together when I uh, tell you a brief history of him, uh, who organized, uh, legally organized armed patrols to protect the black community from police brutality. Then you had an individual mm-hmm. by the name of uh, John Edgar Hoover, declare his organization public enemy number one and basically what this organization did was free was feed hungry school kids on their way to school or what I commonly refer to as the public indoctrination centers which I call the public schools in the inner city public indoctrination centers I mean they no longer have wood shops in the class no longer have metal shops in the class you know to pretty much give you a pre-apprentice program to learn your trade to feed yourself (laughs) so what do you have now go get a college education so you can go get a job to work for somebody else as opposed to building businesses within the black community to make it self-sufficient now once we do that sir and accumulate some economical power oh yeah these Yasa Boston uh, politicians, then all of a sudden they're going to start listening to the black community. Mm. Oh, they- man. You said a whole lot. You said a whole lot then. Before I put mine in, Joe, anything you want to say? Add 
No, I can't disagree with anything that he said. Um, I don't know why he can't mention the the group, but I guess if he doesn't want to mention it, I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> but no, um, everybody knows who it is. You know, those those it was those guys that used to wear the leather jackets. They used to wear those hats called berets. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a Huey, and it was a Bobby. I have yeah. a party if you don't right. know. I say it. I ain't scared. <laughs> and a Kathleen and an Erica. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. That true. You know, See, but it, it is interesting the- how the narrative changed about that group, though. When you were right, they they start off taking care. That's why they started um, um, carrying the weapons was to protect their neighborhood from the cops, the officers that were beating up on the, the citizens, the black citizens. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when some of the first... Um, where the anti-weapon laws got passed in California, Mr. Ronald Reagan, because of that. Hmm. Yep. So, hey, yeah, and the, that's the. But we yeah. we've talked about the narrative being changed, you know, uh, uh, switched around when it comes to certain individuals and groups. That's that's part of the psychological um, warfare that's being played with the brain. You know, the more the more they say it, the more they believe. Yeah, the mass formation psychosis yep, is um, is happening all over the place now. Um, you know, to to not just blacks but to whites, because everybody's getting affected by the um, um, I'll say the new world order. I actually believe that there's a cabal that's overseas that's made up of international bankers and want to kill everybody. Perhaps starting with black people. But at the same time, they want to eliminate everybody in the world, and they want blacks against whites, males against females, young against old, and find and to create any kind of division that they can. So this isn't this isn't new, but it has been exemplified, and I wouldn't say exemplified, but let's say accentuated in the um, in the black community. Right. Well, what's what's a best, better way of controlling a, a group of people? Keep them fighting among themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you that's know, right. It's, that's it's, the easiest um, way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, just conquer from within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, oh, oh, oh Lord. You I'm, know, when, I'm I, when I've been on black shows, not, when I, um, uh-huh. and I've talked about, um, you know, you've, you've talked about victimization. I've talked to black people, and I've said, you know, when you guys were around the 20s, 30s, and 40s, Black people had their own community. They had Black Wall Street. The best high school in the nation, I think, was a high school called Dunbar. It was almost all black. They had the highest scores. You had doctors, lawyers. But then came the 60s. What happened? Now, some people will say integration, they can't, and I can't argue with that. But what I'd like to know is what specifically happened during integration that affected blacks <clears throat> And as uh, Shabazz was talking about, there were other communities, Armenian, Korean, etc., who went through integration. And black people still are being victimized. So I'd like to know what did integration do specifically to blacks that didn't happen to uh, to the other groups? Well, Joe. You really want to know what really happened? Here's what happened, Joe. When you start talking about... Yeah, I'm here. I heard you getting in and out of your car. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. Have work right now. You know. So okay. I had to, uh, yeah, but but um, as I was but, saying, but Joe, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on for a minute, Shabaka. Hold on. All right, Joe. Yes, sir. Well, you know, here, here, in, in the quest to be integrated and be treated equal, um, the black community decided found a, a, a how can I put it a division within itself. Because there were those that wanted to go out and live in the suburbs, right? Uh-huh. And as the generations begin to change, this begin to change. Everybody wanted to go and be a part of the, the, the suburbans and the white, you know, economy and what have you. And as they started moving out of the black neighborhoods, that's when it began to fall off. Now... When you start talking about these other cultures, no matter where you go, if you notice, they're always together. They always live together. They have their businesses together. In the black community, it's not like that. We're, we're, we're like pulling each other down, trying to get to the top, to be the top man. Just, you know, you hear that, okay. you hear that line, um, the you hear that line, the pull up the boot like strap. Yeah. 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 So, and, and basically that's what happened. You know, when I go back to Florida, go home to Florida, I drive through my old neighborhood, and I, it, I can't even believe, you know, I even lived there. Because I'm like, wow, what has, you know, changed over the years? And you can just they stop caring. Nobody really cares anymore because they're all about either happy to be the victim or I'm moving out and I'm not coming back. Just that simple. Okay. Okay. If that's I not, ch- if that's I my explanation. Okay. Okay, if I may interject, Mr. Talk. Yes, sir. I've been to your state of Florida, man. I've been to Pensacola, man, and it was warm down there, and I don't know how y'all deal with that humidity down there. But I was scared a bunch of them alligators coming up eating me, man, so I had to get out of there. Okay, but anyway, uh, you have to look at Hollywood, okay? Now, in the late 1960s, I don't know how old you gentlemen are, right? You saw shows like I Spy, with Bill Cosby, well, Bill Cosby is the first black actor to star in a starring role in a TV series. Uh, Diane Carroll had starred in a TV series called Julia, right? So what they were doing was is through subliminal suggestion through Hollywood, now you got social media telling you the same garbage. Well, they got mm-hmm. the young black youth figuring is, is to be a, co- a carbon copy of the oppressor. Now, what do I mean by this? Okay, it's because on my platform, you know, people have called me up, called me all kind of racist, bigots, idiots, MFs, you name it. They called me, but fine, great, beautiful. Everybody has the right to the freedom of speech. But what had happened was, Mr. Talk, when they brought about the welfare system in the late 1960s, the government is telling the black woman, well, we'll give you food. We'll pay your rent. But one thing you have to do is you have to get the black man up out of the household. Okay, all right, so then once that started happening, this is when you start seeing the dysfunctioning in the black family unit. Because when you look at a TV series called Good Times, uh, well, what's the brother's name? John Amos, you know, where he was the dad, 
Right. Notice how well disciplined that the sons were. Notice that the daughter was not promiscuous, and he had protected the home. So systemically, this is what they did of taking the black male up out of the household. And then today on social media, and I've been banned on social media for saying this, so they can go ahead and give me another 30-day suspension. You know, I, I really don't care because there's no argument with undisputed truth. Is this is why a lot of the black boys are coming up effeminized. Sagging a pants, skinny jeans. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A feminine colors. Mm-hmm. Well, I do know yeah, that yeah. Um, from what I've heard is that the sagging pants came from prison, and if people really know where the, that so-called fashion came from, they wouldn't be doing it. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of no, no, no. Cool. You, you, you're right about that, Joe. But however, it did originate off the plantation system, and it carried over into the prison system. Well, yeah, uh, but I don't, what I'm saying is I don't think a lot of uh, a lot of young uh, young blacks know that it came from the plantation, but it came from prison, and they're proud of it. Oh yeah, well, see now, now this is where the value system is all messed up. Mm-hmm. Is because when you look at the public indoctrination centers, the inner city schools like Los Angeles, Oakland, Atlanta, Georgia, Philadelphia, Chicago, the youth are coming up glorifying, you know, this gangster life. This thug life, like going in and out of prison, is a rite of passage to manhood. Now, what happens when you come out of prison? Some states you can't vote. You got a record that's going to follow you for the rest of your life. Uh You cannot legally own a firearm. You're always going to be a suspect. Mm -hmm. True. And I blame this here on social media and the public indoctrination systems. Now, I do respect the art of rhythm and poetry that they referred to as rap music. Mm. But then when they came in the 1990s, man, with the gangster rap, that well, was Yeah, that was different. That was when they started using, uh, you know, uh, bitch on the N-word and stuff like that. Yeah. If that's where yeah, you're going. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And keep in mind, and I've said it on my platform many times, I'm not nobody's nigga. Right. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's because I remember that there were so many of us uh, in the late 60s and in the early 70s when you had the black empowerment era. And that organization we mentioned, you know, the guys with the berets on and the black leather jackets, (laughs) you know, they did a lot, you know, to project a positive black male image. And this is why I appreciated the former heavyweight champion of the world when he, in his reign, which was the 60s and the 70s, let me see, he was that loudmouth so-and-so. What was his name? Oh, yeah. And they said that a guy by the name of George Foreman would knock him out in three rounds in the year 1974. And I believe he was getting the heavyweight crown at that time. And in the Ebony Magazine, which was like an archives, Mr. Talk, I don't know what age group you're in, of of, uh, black history to the utmost, particularly during the time of the Civil Rights Movement and of the Black Empowerment Era. There's one thing... Yeah. There's one thing I want to um, Go dispute with you, Shabaka. Um, yes. Mr. Talk had said about at the time of integration, you know, a lot of blacks were moving out of the um, uh, the urban areas into the rural areas, and the implication right. there was that, as a result, black people did not get as were not as solidified as a community, and therefore didn't go for the economic power, didn't grab the political power like the other communities did. Now, right. that makes sense to me, okay? 
Then you also said about uh, black women were told to get the man out of the house in order to get the welfare check. That yeah, is not exactly, exactly true. Because no, look at a movie called Claudine with James Earl Jones and Diane Carroll, and it deals exactly with that subject matter. Okay, but I didn't see the movie. But the thing I'm asking is this. In order to get the welfare check, for anybody to have the welfare check, it meant that they, didn't, they couldn't have somebody else who was a, um, um, an income provider. It wasn't right. just uh, for blacks. It was for anybody. Right. Well, uh, yeah, and to prove your point even further on that regard right there uh-huh. is that the majority of those who receive welfare are rural whites, particularly right. in the states of, like, Virginia, Kentucky, Appalachia, uh, yeah. Mississippi, <laughs> and the Appalachian yeah. region. Oh, right. yeah, that is a fact. Oh, yes, sir, indeed. But, however, is that in the urban black community, uh-huh. they created so much divisiveness, you know, with gang affiliations, you know, well, I'm more educated than you. Uh, I have more money than you. Uh, I'm yep. a hustler, this type of thing. But when you look at other communities, okay, even if they have these elements, like in the Hispanic community, they have a sense of cohesiveness. Go to Los Angeles and you will see it firsthand. I would think, Who do you think, I, man? And I'm of the opinion that all those freight trains being hit out there in Lincoln Heights with all your Amazon goods and stuff like that being taken, yeah. You know what I, I would know. think? I know yeah. that among, amongst the Hispanic culture, there's a machismo, and there's a certain type of togetherness. But I wouldn't, if I were black, right? Right. Right? Yes. I would not trust any Hispanic as, as much uh, as, for as far as I could throw them. Because Hispanics are always on the side of black people when it comes to being on the coattails of black people. But when, <laughs> when you talk to them privately... Or when you have a dark-skinned black person, I mean Hispanic, they will never, ever say that they came from Africa or have any black lineage in them, no matter how dark they are. They are well, they, that, that is a fact, but however, there are those uh, that do place great emphasis on their African heritage. And uh, now, wait a minute, did we address the issue on that one time? I think we did a show, Mr. Talk. You could pull it up in our archives called Sue Your Colonizer. And we was talking about, you know, the Haitians suing France, the Dominicans and Puerto Ricans suing Spain, uh, the Bahamas suing England. You see, it's because when the slave market had went on, they didn't care if you were in a Shanti or a Wolof or a Zulu well, hey, you're black, and we got a market over here, and, you know, we need this cotton picked. We need this sugar cane cut, they say, because, as we all know, sugar cane provides a commodity called bourbon, alcohol, uh, bourbon, and whiskey. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. I want to ask you and another course- question, Shabaka, because I've heard sure, okay. you on other shows before, and I've also oh, yeah. seen- I've also tuned into your show. I haven't called in because I always kept thinking that um, I don't. I think I might have called in once. I didn't get picked up, but I always kept thinking that if I were to call in, I would probably get muted. But I don't know. I may be wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. You wouldn't get muted. We'll listen to you. You know what I'm saying? You know, okay. just as long as uh, respectful and what have you. You know, you won't get muted. But I cannot say it does not get off uh, off the hook over there. Shabaka's black experience. Well, I don't care. Oh, yeah. I don't care if people want to get you know. 
I don't care if people want to get <clears throat> rambunctious, just as long as uh, we can still have a dialogue. That's all. But the thing oh, I want to ask um, is okay. I got I um, I got somebody else want to come in when y'all get finished. So okay. come on. I can ask. I can understand the history of the oppression of black people, but I want to. Where is the evidence of systemic racism today? Oh yes, sir. Okay, first of all, you go to a city like Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in Los Angeles, and I have not violated any laws, but all of a sudden I'm getting pulled up by the LAPD. Well, give me a driver's license. Where are you coming from? Where are you going? And then if you pretty much tell them, well, hey, man, go take a flying leap through a rolling donut, then they're going to treat you as uh, uh, like royalty, as in Rodney King. Okay. Uh, now, this crew that we talked about, uh, let me see, what was the guy's name? Newton, I think. And he used to study, and, and he used to study the California State Penal Code, and he, in fact, would inform the black citizens of their rights when it came to the police department. Now, they passed the Mulford Act in California in 1968, banning the carrying of weapons because of this crew. Yes, eh? But check out their 10-point program. You could Google it check out their uh, wants because they had 10 points and they had the 10 wants that they had. And they pretty much had centered it in the Declaration of Independence of the United States. That still doesn't answer the question, though, about systemic racism today and the point I'm getting to. Uh, uh, okay, well, okay, all right. Well, one is, you know, is uh, the police stoppage of black people. Two is the lack of funding that you have in a black community for essential services, okay. Three is, is the educational system. And also, too, when you look at that institution that I love the crumb bomb on by the name of Hollywood, which is a section of the city of Los Angeles, they do a lot in the negative stereotypes that they project. You see what I mean? Today? In other words, oh, indeed. Okay, it's because here they're going to sit up here and show you a black man wearing a dress as opposed to a straight black man trying to do something positive for the community. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. All right. But still, that does not, that still doesn't address systemic racism. Systemic oh, racism means when it comes to bank loans. Because, here's, you know, here's the point I'm getting to, doctor. Here's the point I'm getting to. To have systemic racism, that means that blacks have to be, on a significant basis, denied rights and given to whites simply because white people are white and blacks are black. Now, I'm always looking for numbers. Now, yes, what you've said happens, but it has to happen on a basis to show that racism, in other words, true discrimination, significant discrimination, exists. So, yeah, blacks are profiled, but so are whites. When you say the blacks don't get loans, a lot of whites don't get loans. So in order to show the the racism, you have to have, and there was an experiment done about, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so ago, and that did show it at um, an inkling of it at the time where they had one white guy going for job interviews, then they had a black Mm -hmm. guy go for the same job interview, and and the white guy, um, got um, you know got um, got hired more than the black guy, but you have to take right. a look at if if that happened ten times and the black guy I mean the, the white guy got hired six times and the black guy got hired four times that doesn't mean it's systemic racism. Okay, well you see that's just it though. Uh, 
What is your name again, Joe? Joe. Okay, <laughs> Joe. All right. Okay. Now, Joe. Okay. Hold on. Now, a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on for a minute. Hold on. Hold on for a minute, Mr. Shabaka. Um, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I I I've been trying to process your question here. Okay. And you know the interesting thing is that that was a good great example, but I think what what we're missing here is compare racism twenty years ago to racism today. It would, okay, technically, legally, it would not hold up. But what has uh-huh. happened is it has become more subtle, if you understand what I'm saying, yeah. and more uh, um, more underground. Dang it, yeah. whatever. Yeah, more underground. Yeah, right. And and but it's still there. And you know, I did a show some years ago about naming your children. You know, uh-huh. these, these that come out of the black community. And, you know, a lot of times when, when they're submitting applications for jobs, you look at the name. And, oh, you know, yeah, the street address, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but see, that's, that's, that's a form of racism, but it's not going to be shown outwardly because nobody understands that it's really happening like that. Let's take the, the home loans, the, the housing crash back in, uh, where was it? 2008. Um, yeah. 2008. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. came out that the banks were charging black black um, homeowners double interest rates or whatever, knowing they couldn't pay these, these loans back, and they're going and foreclosing on the houses. That's another form of it. Um, stop and oh, frisk yes, was another one. You know, I got stopped going through Mississippi one day, and all that I do, I had my hat on back, and I was just waiting for the state trooper to pass me. And he, <laughs> he, he pulled up right next to me, looked at me, pulled behind me, and pulled me over, said I looked suspicious. Hey, I was in- uh, so yes, it's, it, you see what I'm saying? It's more yeah. subtle now. It's not as egregious as it used to be, but it still exists. It does. You know well, now. Why oh, does yes, it hit? Well, but why? But why does it hit? Why does it hit the black community harder than the than the other communities? It's simple because we allow it to, and we feed into it among ourselves. You see what I'm saying, and yeah. we and we don't take the necessary um, steps to, to and and hold the officials um, feet to the fire. You know, like recently with all these officers being convicted of, of murdering these 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 um, black um, people, you know, the riots or whatever. You know, before that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. You shoot a black uh, someone black. Hey, okay, that's another one down. Let's keep it going. Like, you know, there were some reports well, of, of officers going in communities, right? Going in communities with you no know, gangs shoot at each other. Okay, we'll just clean up once they once they get finished. You know, but if you have if you have the same situation, if you have the same situation going on in a white community, it's all points bulletin. Everybody get there and let's break stop this from happening. Bam. Exactly. Now, yeah. Now other, I see. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. just systemic racism there. And then also, too, let me interject this important fact right here. Why is it that in the city of Oakland that black people only make up 13% of the population, but they make it up more than 50% of the homeless? Hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I'd like to keep going. We're going to keep going, but I got two more people need to want to get in here real quick. Okay? Yeah, so right. let me bring these other other people in. What's up, Hi, Ace? All right, um, 
No, this is not Maze. Not yet. Oh. This is not Maze. Not yet. All right, Miss J, welcome to the show. You got something for me? Oh. Hello. Okay. Okay, his name is uh, Bruce B. Okay. They, apparently they're doing something. Right. Amazing. All right, come on, Maze. Talk to me. Hello, Mr. Talk. Hey, Maze. Oh, let yeah, me hear my point of view. I need okay. to go show Joe some systemic racism. Okay. When you got a when you got a, 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 a act to vote, Mr. Talk have we have and you don't. You don't find no law where they got to vote every twenty years uh-huh. in order for you to have that right. You got we got to have an act. That's one of them. And then we want to look at Joe Biden and uh, Miss McConnell. Now he stood up there and he talked about Bull Connors them. Just what Joe talked about. Mitch McConnell talked about black people. They have two things in common. Neither one of them care about us having a right to vote. But you don't get that. Because if you look at it for an example, look at what happened over in Virginia. They went over, the Democrats and the Republicans voted together to put that man in office. Now look who's having a fit because they're they not having their way because they want it. It's the idea that y'all don't want. Other people, they have the right to do things. Except y'all got the right to go over there in Ukraine and tear it up and look over here and say our tax dollars. But tax dollars is going over there, you don't care. But when you're coming over here to help every every taxpayer, then it's a whole different story. Because what Trump what Trump did, if that would have been Obama, it wouldn't have took him that long, that long to put him in prison or wherever when we saw that, that capital. That's what we see, and y'all don't see it. You stick together, and that's what they, and it's a punishment. When you hear them saying, when they were talking about statistics, they had black, Hispanic, and Democrats. Democrats holding Trump over Biden period if he do something that they don't like. And that's the end of the story. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the system would not get no arguments for me. Yes, ma'am. That's what's happening. Because only an idiot would sit up there and argue inside of a burning house. And, ma'am, and you spoke undisputed truth. And please give us a call at Shabbat's Black Experience Enhanced tomorrow night. And for all you Biden supporters, we're still waiting for you. And the number to call is 516-418-5996. Now, all you Bidenites, okay, y'all out of your rabbit-ass mind. The man is incompetent. You can barely understand what he's no, saying. No, 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 Can I finish? And then when we hear the secondhand news, what we busy doing is repeating what, what Fox is telling people to go out there with secondhand news to re- and repeat it. If you don't heard to say it one time, find out what he and Penny came with all of that stuff. Biden is sick. Uh, Trump wasn't sick. Uh, this and that. That has nothing to do with what's going on in this country today. And when okay. we hear this, when we hear this, I call it secondhand news. From over there, because okay. you know what? The Republicans yes. are telling the Democrats what to do, and they're following it step by step, listen to what they are doing. And then you got, and you got this one black man in the Senate. He can't even come up with a vote for his own self. For him, what's his name out of Carolina? John Don't he Tim have Scott. a name vote for his right, too? Tim Tim Scott. Scott. He can't over, he can't but you, then you're looking at, uh, looking at all of the other ones. And then the one that's over the Senate, Chuck Schumer, he ain't trying to get no vote either. He's just like the other one that left before him. Harry Reid, he was not trying to do anything. Well, Mr. McConnell telling you, I'm not going to do anything, but it's always uh, 
uh, uh, working together. They ain't working together on nothing unless it's to give some money for themselves. And I'm tired of black people saying uh, this administration, neither one of the administrations are waiting, working with you. You just, and then we we take the words that they give us to use. We need to stop it. Stop it right where you start. Okay. Okay. That's the way I feel about it. I think for me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait a minute, Mace. You, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Wait a minute, Mace. All right, we got five minutes left in the live airtime, y'all. We're going over. More than now, okay. anyway. But we're going over. So if you're not on the um if you're not on the switchboard, you need to get here. Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. If you got to leave, hey, you can catch the rest of the show on the archive. Appreciate you for hanging out with me. All right, go ahead and finish, Maze. Then I got another caller wanna come in. Well, what I'm going to be short and fast because we need to stop repeating what we hear other people say. And you heard them say it, and then we turn around and listen like, wait a minute. Where are you at? If you was with, with, with neither party, why did you just sit here and talk about both of them and leave one of them out and talk about the other one? Nancy Pelosi, and then when you talk about Kamala Harris and all of this stuff, it's not necessary because they're not causing you your problems. They're working against Kamala just like they're working against you. And I use what's in the front of my ass, what's behind my ass, I use it for me. And that's what somebody else put secondhand news out for you to use. So stop listening to Fox with the rhetoric that they have. So I'm finishing. So let somebody else, because I can share. Okay. <laughs> I'm now, finished, Mr. Talk. Okay. Now, if I You don't want none of this on your show. Uh, okay. All righty. Uh, uh, oh, you, you want the number to my, my show? show? I want I the want name of your show. Oh, Shabbat's Black Experience Enhanced. We deal with the black experience from the beginning of time to 10 minutes ago, ma'am. The phone number to call in is 516-418-5996. And as myself and our co-hosts have emphasized, that we are still waiting for you Biden supporters to call in to see what tangibles that the Biden regime is giving fundamental descendants of slavery in the United States because we built this country. You see what I mean? Without right. the, the, the black man country, the U.S. Hold on, hold on, because you didn't give up a whole lot of information. All right, <laughs> yeah, y'all, so that's not the number two. <laughs> to this show, okay? That's his show yeah. on Tuesday, Tuesday nights, right? <laughs> on Tuesday nights. Yes, sir. The number to my show is 347-8362. All right, so let me bring in this next caller. Now, I want to get everybody in. Get them, give them a chance. All right, area code 909. Welcome to the show. You got to talk. Lady. What you got for me? Uh, yes, hi. Oh, no. uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just mm-hmm. wanted to say as far as uh, people not wanting people to vote, you have the, the Voting Act, right, that was basically signed in 1965. Now, prior to that was the 15th Amendment, but because of the 15th Amendment, there were um, officials in states that didn't abide by that, so they extended those rights. Um, and there was a 333 to 85 vote in favor of the Civil Rights Act uh, or the Voting Rights Act. And, and that was a majority of Republicans, actually, that voted for the Voting Rights Act, even though it was under a Democrat president. Um, so a Democrat president signed it in, and basically a Republican base had passed it. Now, the Republicans back then aren't the same as the ones today because they're all crime criminals and <laughs> basically thieves and scum <laughs> that are in Washington, D.C. Well, today. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You'll so, get no um, argument from me. <laughs> but, 
but as far as preventing people from voting today, uh, I don't think those laws um, that are recently being passed are um, intended to do so. And anyway, that's all I wanted to add. So, okay. Well, you. let me ask you this then. Uh, what are Hello? Wow, this is Mr. Talk. You get out. You yes. you broke up for about two two to three seconds. A long time, Eric. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, ma'am. My yes, question sir. is, yeah. what are the laws intended to do? If they're not intended to, to disenfranchise voters, what are these new laws intended to do? Some of them are to detract from uh, people who are trying to influence voting, and others are trying to protect the integrity of the vote itself. Um, and that's basically because we have people that are non-citizens who are voting and states that want to pass legislation to include those people to vote. Well, do you think, uh, in my opinion. Do you think, uh, do you, are you considered as in the group where uh, the Voting Rights Act, uh, do you have to have an act for you to uh, be able to do what they're trying to stop other people from doing? Or do you I think everybody should have that? Uh, American citizen that was born here, do you think that they need to have the same right that Joe got? The people that were born here? That were born here. They didn't have to have an act. They should have the rights, not an act. It's, it's just, you oh, were born here, you're an American citizen, you should have a right. They shouldn't have to wait 20 years for this to happen every 20 years. Doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, I, know, I agree. Why do Go you ahead. think they, is that way? I, I think it's that way because society changes and there are, you know, people... Okay. Want to win? Well, yeah, in a sense, as far as they'll do anything, you know, to win an election, um, that includes cheating no. or that includes, you know, so you have to no. make That's laws. The and, and there's the voter laws that are implanted right now are actually going through in states that aren't directed specifically to any specific group of people. It's just the people. You said to answer my question, you don't understand what I said. I said, why do they have to vote every 20 years for American citizens? And not people that not that wasn't born here, because some people got dual citizenship, and they don't even they're not even in the act. They're not even in it. They just got the right to come out and vote. But I'm saying, do you think it's wrong that 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 say Mrs. Talk don't have the same right that you have? He got to have an act. Do you think they need to get rid of it as American citizens? Yeah. Man, uh, oh man. yeah, I, I think I know what you're saying now. But yeah, because if you're American born, you're an American, and if it's a right to vote, then then you get the right to I vote. Got you have, to have about special that. legislation. So, yeah. Yeah, well, they I don't need the voting rights. They did the voting rights right. in 19, 1965 mm-hmm. because what? Because of different states were doing different things. That's why they came up with the act. But they should, what they well, should do is get rid of the whole thing and say, well, everybody got the same right. You're a taxpayer and you was born in this country. Yeah. Let's forget about the illegals. Because some of the illegals married to, married to people that weren't even born in this country, and they get the vote. You're I right. got a question. Yeah. Over no, I'm with you on that. that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Well, that's what y'all yeah, get no, mixed up you. at. I'm trying to help you. Yeah, that's where you get mixed up at. Interesting. And not about having right. an ID. Some people talk about right. ID and all you had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Right, right. So, so, I'm with you on that. so put that in your mind. It doesn't make sense that they have to vote every 20 put, years. Yeah. What they put put in their mind is like, why American citizens got to vote on these uh, politicians got to vote on every 20 years of somebody that have the right? Because Tim Scott can't even. He's even in the same boat. He's even in it in the nineteen sixty five law. And he can't even vote to change it. That's what's strange yeah. to me. Well, yeah, that's so since they in an argument and don't know where they're going and, and uh secondhand news coming them out, 
And people got sent in lands mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again, and then you get red land in a district that you don't want to be in, and because they wanted to put you there so they can win an election. Mm-hmm. People aren't trying to move from uh, district to district. They're happy where they are. And then you turn around and be in a district with somebody you don't even care nothing about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a question. You take a look at But we don't have no conversation okay. about that. Yeah. We make some good points. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. So good That's points, though, Mason. Go ahead, Shabaka. What's your question? Okay. My question is, is this, right? When did we, as black people, okay, petition the U.S. government to be citizens here? Exactly. We didn't. Okay. We did a show on that called We Are Not Americans. It's because we was brought here as property. Okay. Uh, so this is why you would always hear me say on my platform that we should become self-sufficient because nobody has the buying power in this country like we do. And this is why all these other groups coming to our communities, selling us substandard products and what have you, taxing us on non-taxable items. And we go in there with our dumb behind you. Yeah, man, you know, here, here, there you go. Say, but... Not even Barack Obama addressed this. Kamala Harris didn't address this. Willie Brown didn't address this. It wasn't for them to address California. it. It wasn't for them to address it. Okay, but you were born here, Chewbacca. Were you not oh, born here, I'm Chewbacca? Not. Were you on a boat that came over here when they? I mean, did you leave your family behind? Uh, no, man. My, my ancestors slaves well, on the plantations of Montgomery. But as I okay. said. After the after the quote unquote Emancipation Proclamation, and I believe you had mentioned the Fifteenth Amendment. Now let me make sure I got this right. Thirteenth mm-hmm. yeah. Amendment ended slavery. The Fourteenth Amendment made the slave a citizen, and the Fifteenth Amendment allegedly had given him the right to vote. But my question mm-hmm. is, and I'm yet to get a straight answer in the five years that I've been on the air. When did we, as black people, on a collective basis, petition the U.S. government? That we wanted to be citizens here. All right. So Chris, my recollection, we never have. Yeah. Precisely my point, Mr. Talk. And then, as you do know, your modern-day police departments had evolved from slave patrollers. Now, when they signed the Fugitive Slave Act of 1857 in relation to the Dred Scott case, and me and your boy Pianchi got into a huge debate about this one, right? <laughs> okay. Is, is that the slaves were property, chattel, like cattle. They even used to brand mm-hmm. slaves, okay? Let's right. be real about it. Right. Rather if it was okay. Florida, Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas, Virginia, or what have you. But why mm-hmm. would we, in our right mind, on a collective basis, would want to go up here and petition our oppressor to be a citizen? Why? All right, so so the point, Chewbacca, is that since there wasn't any formal petition, are you saying that blacks today are not citizens or they should petition? What's the particular point? Okay, but basically, Joe, what my narrative is is that Uh black people need to become self-sufficient economically, which will bring about it politically because politicians are for sale. They could be bought and sold. Oh, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. That's already happened. That's already happened. That's already happened, so it can't be happening again. Wall Street and all those places you just named, they were citizens. They had everything that they needed, and it was burned up and blown up and thrown down. Okay, now, hold on. Very good point. Wait a minute, ma'am. Very good point. Already been done. 
Okay, very good point you brought up. It's very interesting is that when we were sitting at a lunch counter begging for a cup of coffee there at F.W. Full, Woolsworth, and they finally decided to go on and, and serve us, right? Look what happened to the black businesses. No, it's the question the I, I, have a, so I have a question for Joe. Yeah. Now, ahead, people, people talk about Martin Luther King. Yeah. I asked somebody this the other day. They talk about Martin Luther King. I said, since Martin Luther King died, and nothing is owned by nobody in this country anymore, you can't, you get, can't even eat, you got to come from China. Everything you got, got to come from there. So what, and who sold the country, who sold this country, all these citizens that live in this country, but uh, people outside the country own everything in it? Somebody help me with that. So what's your oh, question? Yeah, it's called big business and capitalism. That's what it's called. Greed. Capitalism is motivated by greed. Well, all oh. the means of production and distribution are privately owned for profit. Well, thank you, Joe. <laughs> I'm waiting for Joe to answer the question. Yeah, see? Because <laughs> Mays always likes to do that. Oh, sorry, Mr. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you I'm do. trying to see right. how you think. Well, okay. okay. Well, well, go well, ahead and answer, Joe. Well, Let him answer that, Mays. Yeah. It, well, yeah. It's part of it's part of capitalism, but people have to make sure that capitalism versus crony capitalism. And to answer your question about why is it coming from the outside, the majority of the goods and everything, is because the politicians have sold us out down the river. We shouldn't have to be dependent upon anybody. And what Trump is trying to do, not only to become energy independent, which we were, but to also become manufacturing independent, which he was kind of thwarted at. All right. So the reason why we're getting, and I don't know if it's 90% of our goods from China, but it's a lot. So if they wanted to stop up and plug up the pipeline, they could. And it could cause serious damage to the United States. But the bigger, the bigger answer to all that, in my opinion, is that international bankers have wanted to conquer the entire world, and they're doing it to everybody. And, it's, and um, the way they're doing it here to us economically as one point would be to have us dependent upon a foreign power, a communist power, to get our goods. It shouldn't be that way. Never should have been. It, should, it shouldn't okay, be that way. But way you so can I finish? I'm talking to Joe Stevens, sir. So when you finish and you look at it, where are you now today as American citizen when somebody that's not even in America owns everything that you got to have? Because they the Somebody help me. The Rothschilds have been around. Oh, well, I'm talking about no Rothschilds. I'm talking about I'm, you talking, got to I'm answering your question, mate. I'm saying everything you got, you yeah, went over I'm there and went from that and they outsmarted you. And where are you? Okay, I'm answering your question. The Rothschilds okay. for centuries have been doing this for centuries. They're masters at it. Okay? But the Rothschilds don't own Fox News. Fox the News is owned by no, a person not. that don't even have a citizenship. Why bet, did they let those you people? You know who owns Fox News? I bet you it's the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. You know how they do it? Well, it, well Rothschilds they, don't look like us. That's yeah. what I say when you get and you talk about the laws and the different things that people got to go through. Because the Rothschilds Yo. don't give a rat's ass about black people. Well, like then they you don't talk give about a Obama and Kamala? I'm I hear people talk about Kamala and Obama. Kamala and Obama didn't do this to America. It was Clinton, Maybe, like, can answer your question. All right, I'll Let tell me you finish. What. It was right. Clinton, Newt Gingrich, and a whole lot of people that didn't look like us. So I don't know why you're, why you're putting it on people that don't Mace, look like you. If you're going to ask me a question, I think you should let me answer. Okay, you, you do it short. I do it short, but you keep interrupting. <laughs> the Rothschilds 
own well, the world. Okay? They own the world. And you're saying they don't own Fox News? Six media companies own all of the media in the United States, and they probably own a significant portion of everything else in the world. You know how they're doing it? You ever hear of BlackRock? You ever hear of Vanguard? No. Okay. They're doing it for huge, huge funds, which own stocks in all of these particular companies, and the stocks that are owned are owned by the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Wardens, um, and a few more, and Warburgs, and a few others. That's Treasury how they're doing stock. It. Treasury stock. That too. Are the American citizens that doing this to you? The American citizens, yeah, the greedy ones. Are they American citizens? No, they're not. Okay, so why y'all looking at us all the time? Look at them. Look away. What is always saying the black community is this, and what happened to that community? The father left the house, and all of this stuff. But everything you had left America. You can't eat without something being wrong with your food. You can't get your car fixed without having to get it from somewhere else. And we didn't have a part in it. So I'm okay. So you're you're listening to the wrong people. That's the way I feel about it, and how I see it. All right. Well, that's why I was advocated for us as a people to become self-sufficient. Now, let's look at something very interesting here. Okay, let's look at the continent of Africa. Yeah. South Africa, Azania, Nigeria, the Cameroon, Ethiopia, the Congo, which used to be Zaire. And that's where all your world's most precious metals are deposited at. Diamonds, gold, titanium. Okay. Now, the Chinese have went to these neo-colonialist politicians in Africa, giving them loans, and then now what they're doing is seizing the land from it. And what they do, the Chinese, they go in there, take the raw materials, like silicon, okay, prefab it in China, ship it across the Pacific Ocean. It goes under something called the Golden Gate Bridge to the Port of Oakland, which is the heart of Silicon Valley. And you've got these multi-trillionaires like Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, who's got all this wealth, and the only thing they want to do is play space cowboys. Space cowboys. And you got massive starvation. you got massive homelessness. you got economical imbalance. But I don't know nothing. You know, I've only been on the planet over 50 years, you know. But I don't know nothing. Add it up. Yeah, but you know another thing? Nobody gives a rat's ass about anybody. No one. Whites Hmm. don't care about blacks. Blacks don't care about whites. Asians don't care about blacks. Oh, I disagree with you, Joe. Oh, I have to disagree on that one right there, Joe. I have to throw a flag like they do in the NFL on that so one. So you're saying, the, yeah, you're saying that the majority of people care for other people significantly. So in other words, no, Asians give a rat's ass about the Irish. But Joe, when, I heard, when I heard you say, black, when I heard you say you shouldn't no. touch the Hispanic, you say you shouldn't because they come at the tail end. They don't come at the tail end. They just they family too. But you want to split families up and tell them how they're supposed to be and who they're not supposed to deal with. No, 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 no. They, 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 some of them on your, some of them on your side because they say most of them are Republicans. Those don't look at themselves as being like other people. And if they are, then that's, they're trying to look out for themselves. Yeah, you tell me what Trump was doing. Else. 
and you talked about what Trump was doing. Trump was over there having ties and stuff. They, every, everything he had was made over there in China. Daughter had clothes made in China. He was helping push stuff on out of America, too. And he was doing that prior to being president. Now, you yeah. name some of us that did that. You name yeah. some of us that did that, that took this country with what was in it and took away. Now, give me a name of some people that did it, that looked like us. Oh, anybody, everybody in He's been dead. Even the Congressional what? Black Caucus. They've sold your ass down the road. <laughs> It's just like, you see, no, 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 they didn't sell us nowhere. It's just like, look at New Gears and, and, uh, and Bill Clinton. That's who sold you where you need to go. And running the record was the biggest seller of them all. That's right. They were all crooks. Oh, yeah, they were all. And who benefited oh, yeah. from it? And who benefited from all of that? Wait a minute. You talking about the Zuckerbergs and all you of know, these people that benefited from it? They look like you, Joe. They don't look like us. Come on, man. So that's when you can get rid of you can get rid of some of your you can get rid of some of the stuff that's in your heart and your mind. Are you going to tell me at, that the are you going to tell me the black politicians today and for the ones that have been around for the last at minimum fifteen years that they've been doing anything significant for the black community? Excuse me. When you tell me when where, where are they making money from from all this stuff? Where the are they make, making who's not like yours? Wait a minute. So you're saying the black politicians? No, they're not. I don't care how you say it or how you put it. No, they're not. Well, then you don't want to listen because to what? Because they can't never um, get enough votes. To the other side. Because of example, the person that I saw that I told you, this man, the, when Obama was president, them Democrats didn't help him. They helped him not get nothing. If you look at Joe Biden, now they're still mad with him. I told you they holding Trump over their head. Well, if you go do something, we are gonna put this man back in office, and that's what you hear every every day that open their mouth. But people not paying attention. Not even yeah, you. But see, so you got to listen to the listen to the vibes. You listen to the vibes. Look at Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Okay. It's not about Kamala. All right, you asked some questions about black. Hold on, hold on. You know, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everybody, hold on. Wait a minute. Because we finna go down a rabbit hole, we don't need to go down. All right. No, I'm going to. I'm. Mr. Kyle, let me say it. No, 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 no. We're not going to let you say it. (laughs) All right. Look. You you know, Maze. You're trying to make this a singular. No, I'm not. I'm trying to make it. Let me go to put this. Hold on. No, 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 no. Let me go put this out. The Congressional Black Caucus. Okay. <sighs> a waste of time and energy. Really, it is. It's yes. something that yes. sounds good. It sounds good, okay? However, they have no power, none whatsoever. Thank you. And, and, and I've, I've, done, I've done a show on this before. Unless, if you want something to change in Congress, old guard out. As long as you got that old guard up there, nothing is going to change. No black congressional Congress, no... Uh, squad, nobody's going to be able to change anything because you still have to go through, through the same people to achieve anything. And if you got the lobbyists and they're still making their money, there you go. no, they're not going to change. It, it's just that no. simple. They'll okay. with the Tea now, Party. And no, the, let uh, me, hold on, hold on. Let me, okay. let me finish this. Let me finish this thought. Talk about this. Now, Maze, you're talking about the black community. You know, you know what the problem is uh, happened to the black community in in some cases is greed and and the <laughs> the illusion, no, the illusion that if I get enough money as the federation, because I call them the federation, um, I can be successful. However, in order, all this land. <laughs> 
just left me that I had. I mean, billions of ass. What we do, we go and sell it. We sell it to the, the local federation <laughs> or whatever corporation comes in. All right? Now, so what does that do? That means we done sold this, this land. Now, you got to move out of this area because we finna build some other stuff here, and you're not welcome. So Schumer did that. So they run them out. But no, they don't. They don't run them out. They they you talk into no. They talk. Right, the song seller, but hey, I'm telling the people that just got their land back after nine to seven years. Come okay. on, come on in California. Come on in mm-hmm. California. After nine to seven years, they've been fighting for it. Yeah, but that's different. That's different, Maze. That Same was thing. taken. Yes, some of the land uh-huh. was taken, but not all. But see, what I'm trying to get you to understand is not all the land was taken. A lot of that land was sold under the premise that they were going to make enough money to, you know, be comfortable and live forever under that illusion, get them equal with the rest of society. But it never happened. What happened was they, were, they sold the land, then they were forced to move off the land because the people say, no, this don't belong to you anymore. You got to go. And so that uprooted a lot of uh, uh, generations of people and made them move all out all over the place. And that's where and that also contributed greatly to the homeless population of California. California. Right. What? So that, that is that is what, what, what Jacksonville, Florida, a whole side of town was owned and it was just sold. Soon as soon as generations came in, they sold it, selling, selling, selling. Now you don't have any blacks live over there anymore. So, you know, if we're going to say, well, it's capitalism and the white folk, no, you have to look at the other side, too. So we, as a community, we as a community, okay, caused a lot of our own issues as well. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, we did a show. Because we did a And you know how? Can I explain to you how it caused it? Because you just like you said, like the okay. diamonds come from Africa and all the different things come from Africa. We have sellouts. You can have a well, meeting today, and that person that's sitting up in there, something like Pianki, before the end of the meeting, they know everything that you're going to do. But that's not what I'm talking about. You got people get land today, right where you are, Mr. Talk. They want that lady land so bad, they're trying to do everything they do to make her sell it. And it's worth a lot of money. And that's 2022. Doing everything they can make her move off of it because she owned it and she's in a grand place and they trying to take it from her. So if you oh. keep getting harassing and harassing and have, she ain't gonna have that either. I don't so know all the stuff that she got to go through just to be there and it's hers. It don't belong to the oh. city. It belongs to her. Yeah. She paid cash. She paid for it. Are you talking it. about eminent nope. use of eminent domain? No, no, no. I'm talking, talking about somebody about that lived with Mr. Tautley of two days. Prime no. property. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I know. You know what Harker Heights like is? You know what Harker Heights is? Exactly what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about, I'm Mace. talking about a lady There's that lives there and they're trying to run her out Mace. off her land. Huh? Mace, 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 what? I just told you, yes, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. And those, and that's, that's, Mace, you're about to go in the mute lane in a minute. Dang okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just passionate. All right. So I understand that, Mace. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And, and, and she's do. one of the... And she's one of the few that have decided to hold others here in the city as well. But what I'm talking about, if you have to go back generations, generations all across this country, and, and you see examples of where we were prosperous at one time because we did have land. You know, we did do uh, make money off our land. 
but we got green. Yeah. Some of us got well, green. Well, and once well, we got green, phone. you know that that what? Well, you know what I mean? Air tab, air comes somewhere. You throw another another curb. No, no, no. I'm asking you. They had well, land too. That's what it was being. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, we miss Maze, y'all. We really did. I don't Maze, miss Maze. you can get your head going. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. I'm not lost in, in my thoughts. Yeah, uh, we know. All right, y'all. Give me some we, we, we 22 minutes in. Now, I'm going to get up out of here. Uh, but what I'm going to do is always give y'all a chance to get your last words in. And uh, so this should be interesting and fun. Um, so we're last in, first out. All right, and y'all, I'm putting y'all in the queue, and until they finish what they have to say, okay? Uh, ma'am, uh, area code 909, you got any last words for us? Hello. Um, yes, by the way, my name is Suzette, and I live in Southern Suzette, California. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I called Welcome you before a while back. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, and hi, Joe. Um uh, Joe and I know each other too, uh, through other shows. Anyway, so thank you very much for taking my call. And I would just say thank you for your show and, and for the discussion and debate. Um, it's it's always welcome. And uh, thank you, everybody, for the conversation. All right. Well, thank you once again, Suzette. And um, you're more than welcome to call back anytime. All right. Okay. Here we go. Maze, you uh, have the floor. As I was saying... As I was saying, you won't let me say it because you don't know what I was going to say. It's to tell Joe he's in the same situation that black people are in because they don't have nothing because they sold it out. That's all I was going to say. They gave it to other people for cheap labor, and they don't have nothing either. So he's in the same boat. So when you open your mouth about it, think and look at what you don't have anymore. Have a good one. And it was nice to have some spark with you, with your fellows. <laughs> All right, Maze. <laughs> Thank you for calling in, and uh, we'll talk to you yes. later. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, Chewbacca. Chewbacca, you're... Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on your show, Mr. Talk. Everybody check out Chewbacca's Black Experience in Hant tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and 8 p.m. Central. And once again, on our platform at Chewbacca's Black Experience in Hant, we are still waiting for you Biden supporters to call in at 516-418-5996 and tell us what Joe Biden did specifically for us. Now, we all knew what Trump was about. And also, too, let's look at old Slick Willie in the 1990s when he came up there with that federal crime bill. Who was the main senator from Delaware that pushed it that led to mass incarceration of black people? You know it. Joe Biden. So please give us a call, and thank you so very, very much, Mr. Talk, for having me on your show. And, sir, you're more than welcome to call in our show as well, too. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. I have bowling on Tuesday night, so I have to catch you another time. All right. Yes, but, uh Yeah, we get you. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Joe. You hey. got the last words. Sir. Yeah. Everybody be safe. Everybody um, be careful. Okay. And, Mays, I will never miss you. Never. Really, Joe? That's it. Yeah, you know me. I'm always short and sweet. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't expend more than about twenty, thirty words. That's about it. 
<laughs> I just want to let Mays know. He said, you know, about miss, we miss Mays. I would miss Mays. Right, Mays? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Okay. All right. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. And uh, we'll get you later. <laughs> All right, y'all. What a great show, man. I, I love this dialogue, uh, debate. Arguing, you know, but hey, it is fun. I mean, it, this is good, and this is what I'm talking about right here. We can only solve something if we talk about it, you know. <clears throat> but um, oh yeah, Maze, don't hang up. I need to talk to you. Um, um, look, as I was saying when the show first started, you know, as far as voting and restrictions, you know, stop, stop playing the victim proactive you know you it's not nothing that you don't see coming already we see it coming we see it coming it's been over and over and over again okay so let's get out there make sure people are eligible to vote correctly legally that way whatever restrictions are put in place they have no major effect okay let's be honest they have no major effect so that's what i'm saying we're gonna we gonna keep bringing you shows like this because I think dialogue is the best thing, and the more we educate and help each other understand what are some of the, what are the issues and how to get around the issues will make us a better country. With that being said, we're gonna get up out of here, man. Thank y'all once again. Shazette, glad to hear your voice again. Maze, Joe talking that noise. He missed you too though. But anyway, thank y'all for hanging out. It's been fun. You can always go back to the archives and check it out. Uh, and that's going to do it. Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive whatever you give yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is groovy. All right? So we're going to take you out here with some Stevie Wonder living for the city. Until next time, y'all, y'all be good. I'm out. In Hawkeye, Mississippi, surrounded by four other ain't so pretty. His parents give him love and affection to keep him strong, moving in the right direction, living G.
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Bye-bye. <laughs> With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.